But <laughs> because he's a shepherd, it also implies that we are in relationship with other sheep, right? Well, the same is true here. We are in relationship with God. We're in his house, but who else is in that house? It's um, the other sheep uh, who are with us. And it shows the locus of where most of God's shepherding uh, care takes place, in his house. Now, commentators point out that the word house here never refers to heaven in the Old Testament. It is a reference always to the temple. Now, of course, the temple is patterned after the heavenly uh, things, right? So I think that there is a, a relationship to heaven. Uh, but the first word in the Hebrew phrase is not dwell. It is return. If you look in the margin of the New King James Version there, you'll see that the Hebrew uh, says, I will return to the house of the Lord. And every commentary that I have says, if you're going to take the Hebrew at all seriously, you can't translate it well. You've got to uh, translate it, I will return to the house of the Lord. Now, we saw that uh, the ESV sometimes makes uh, textual emendation. This is one of those extremely rare times where the King James Version and the New King James Version do that. And uh, you know my views on that. God has not promised to preserve any translation. He has promised to preserve the Hebrew. Every jot, every tittle, those are Hebrew letters and characters. Uh, every word of Hebrew, he has promised in the Old and the New Testaments to preserve in every age. So I just follow the Hebrew uh, wherever uh, it is, um, uh, wherever there is a, a difference there. But whether you think of the house as the building or the people who gathered in that building, and the Bible really doesn't separate, it, it puts those two together, David wants to return there time after time after time because it's in Zion, as the Psalms word it, that God's blessings are bestowed, and when we alienate ourselves from Zion, we're robbed of many of the blessings that are, we've been going through in this, uh, in this uh, psalm. It's not the lonely sheep who's wandered away from the flock way out there in the wilderness who has these blessings and has his cup full to overflowing and has these verdant pastures and safety and all of the other things promised here. No, it's the sheep gathered who has these blessings. And um, the book of Hebrews uh, says that it's only when we're in right relationship with the church under authority of the church leaders that God's blessings are poured out into our lives. And when we drift away from the church, it's like an ember taken out of the fire. You put it onto the hearth, and very quickly it loses its red glow, eventually loses its warmth and becomes completely extinguished. And in the same way, Hebrews 10 verse 25 talks about not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, and that's as far as people read. But if you keep reading, it's uh, talking about the results of forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, and it is that we draw back unto perdition. And in a day and age when we homeschoolers uh, have this tendency to reject the institutionalized church, I think we need to remind ourselves over and over and over again that God has ordained most of his blessings to flow out of Zion. Not all of them, but most of them. And it's no wonder David longs to return uh, to, to the temple. It's in the sacramental worship that Hebrews 12 says that the heavenly temple is merged with the earthly temple. And he says this to the church. You have come to Mount Zion 
and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. We're united together with these angels and with all of these saints, with the whole household of God, past and present, before the throne, expectantly waiting for God's blessings to be flowing uh, into our lives. And so that first word, return, indicates weekly. We need to be realigning our lives as we come out of the battlefield and we uh, resp uh, uh, come into the, the church for healing and encouragement and challenge. But that word return also implies we can't stay in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, we have a job to do. Okay, we've got to go out there in the world and uh, take conquest for King Jesus. And so that word return shows a balance that the word dwell really does not show. It's not like dwelling is, is bad, but uh, what this phrase is indicating is we go out into the world and we return uh, from the world uh, to the house of God. We go out into the world and we return once again into the house of God. And uh, we're constantly returning from the battlefield to report to the captain of our salvation. Now the last part of the phrase forever is literally for length of days and my commentators say well it's talking mainly about uh, David's life here on earth but that phrase could refer to heaven as well it can be translated as forever and so I think it encompasses both time and eternity and if you've done much study at all about heaven and the new heavens and the new earth that are eventually going to be here you know that we're going to be spending an eternity of dominion, creative dominion, satisfying dominion, joyful dominion uh, before God. We're not going to be strumming on harps 24 hours a day in the temple. Uh, and uh, I think it's important to realize that uh, it is not worship at the expense of dominion, nor is it dominion at the expense of worship. Both are very, very important and so our worship that we do at work is not a substitute for sacramental worship sacramental worship is not a substitute for dominion and if he is your shepherd you're going to delight in taking dominion six days a week and if he is your shepherd you're going to delight in the sabbath and spending time you know you're going to uh, find it so joyful to enter into his praises with uh, into his uh, gates with uh, uh, thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. And so as you come to the Lord's table this morning, let's ask God to make this table and this corporate worship have a stronger and stronger hold upon our hearts. May we value the blessings that flow from this table, and may we be strengthened in this table to go out for another week of uh, dominion and service for King Jesus. Amen. Father, we do thank you that week by week our lives are governed by and, and uh, realigned by this cycle of work and rest and work and rest. And we pray that as we come to your table that we would find the blessings that flow from your throne. We delight in uh, uh, renewing covenant with you uh, week after week. We delight in the fact that you have promised to uh, bless us and to be our God, uh, not only to us, but to our children after us. And on our part, we want to commit ourselves 
as well as our children to you and to say, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And I pray that you would give us this day true Sabbath attitudes and abilities to uh, find ourselves rejoicing in rest and realigning our hearts by resting in you and finding delight in you and bringing delight to you. May we not just think about being ministered to, but may we have the reach of the heart in ministering to you and bringing delight to you. And so we pray that you would receive uh, the worship, uh, the covenant, the commitments of this, your people, and uh, that uh, you in turn would strengthen them uh, for the fulfillment of these commitments. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.